0: Welcome to Rocktown Emergencies, a
1: podcast that focuses on emergency services in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. It includes law enforcement, fire departments, rescue squads, volunteer and career, and others throughout the emergency services industry. Now, here's your host, Paul Helmuth.
0: We continue our series talking with Rescue Chief Matt Cronin from the Harrisonburg Rescue Squad. They celebrated their 70th anniversary this past Saturday, June 1st, 2019. This week, we talk about where the Rescue Squad's members come from and where they often end up. We also talk about other professions the Rescue Squad can prepare you for. You talked about members coming from other backgrounds and things like that. You also talked about members coming from a lot of the local colleges or from the community. You are a business major, you were lifeguard, you wanted to better your lifeguards, so you went to an EMT class and someone conned you into joining the rescue squad and you're here 10 years later. What kind of brings people in?
1: Right, so typically what we find are students that are on a pre-medical or pre-physician's assistant track at the local universities and colleges, or they uh, wanna get into nursing school or become nurses. And uh, for Physician's Assistant programs specifically, uh, a lot of them require 1,000 hours of uh, clinical contact time. Um, So that works great for us. Uh, We have um, these pre-PA, pre-medicine students that need clinical hours and they can get clinical hours at the rescue squad. Uh, So that's a bulk of the types of members that we're we're, uh, recruiting from the local colleges and local universities.
0: You talked earlier about life membership, and you had some 30-some life members and and things like that. How long do your members usually stay?
1: It varies, it varies um, if they stay with us and get through the process, uh, our training processes. Uh, But we find if they get released, they get released as drivers, and especially if they get released as patient care providers, they're staying on average between um, like 24 and, and 36 months. Uh, Two to three years is is what the average is we're seeing, Um, which uh, is a quick turnaround time. So that's why our our process is pretty structured and we need to get people through um, in an efficient way.
0: Once they stay for so long, I know this organization has members that come from all over basically the mid-Atlantic region just to volunteer here. what other places do they come from just to volunteer at this organization?
1: Uh, we've had people, they travel from as far away as Philadelphia. Uh, some are traveling from uh, the Carolinas, both North and South. Um, so it's not just that they graduate and you know, we, we say thank you for your time. Uh, we let people hold on for as long as they are able to and a lot of people make it work because uh, they really like uh, helping this community and, and helping this agency out. Uh, We don't think that happens on accident. We try very hard to um, have a culture that's inclusive. And uh, we like to say that we're everybody's, uh, we're a big family amongst ourselves, and we like to say we're everybody's kind of second family. And I think that that shows, um, because we we get people coming out after they accept jobs elsewhere, um, after they move away, they're still traveling back. And not everybody leaves either. Most people graduate and move on, but uh, we have a percentage um, that seems to grow um, at least every year since I've been a member of people that find jobs locally, whether it be at the local hospital or uh, hospitals just over the mountain. And uh, they live in this community and they they stay volunteering at the rescue squad.
0: You talked about um, when it came to the medical programs, you had nursing students, PA students, some pre-med biology students that come in. For those people who have, I wanna say grow up, grown up in the rescue squad, though to be fair that I realize some of them it's for a short period of time, where do they go afterwards? What does the rescue squad provide them that they can now go somewhere else with what they've learned at the rescue squad? Sure, so the
1: folks that uh, join us uh, for preparation for futures and medical careers um oftentimes they are successful they'll get into physician's assistant school they become nurses um, and in in a few cases they become physicians Uh, folks that join us um, with no intention of becoming medical professionals and and they just want to help out and do uh, EMS um, will sometimes get jobs um, as firefighters as law enforcement officers Um, some folks go on to become uh, attorneys um, and some folks go and just, they work in the, uh, the private sector in the corporate world. Um, but we have a lot of folks, but if they're not going to become nurses, doctors, or physicians assistants, a lot of folks become uh, career fire and EMS uh, providers normally working for uh, municipalities, either here locally um, or some of the larger fire departments and EMS systems throughout the state. Um, to name a few, Fairfax County Fire and Rescue, Um, Chesterfield County Fire and Rescue, Alpemarle County Fire and Rescue, Charlottesville Fire Department. Um, We have some members that run with Rockingham County Fire and Rescue, uh, some life members such as yourself that run, or work rather with Harrisburg Fire Department. Um, So that's where a lot of our members go, is uh, public safety uh, careers elsewhere.
0: How many calls a year does Harrisburg Rescue Squad run?
1: It grows every year, um, but last year we ran just over 9,000 calls. Um, I don't know the exact number, but it's somewhere between 9,000 and 9,100 is what we ran last year.
0: And we're recording this at the end of EMS week 2019. Can you project what you think you'll be at at the end of 2019? It seems like we're on track for, for a similar year. It might be a little
1: bit more... Um, I don't think it'll be any less, so we're looking for probably 9,000, 9,100.
0: 9,100 calls a year out of one station. It's a lot of calls. You talked about the different shifts though previously where you had an A shift, a B shift, a C shift, you know, days and nights or whatever. How many crews are on at any one time? So this year we, we
1: finally have moved to um, having uh, two crews on 24 seven. Um, And then we have a shift supervisor uh, as well that's on. So about two and a half is about our minimum staffing that we uh, feel comfortable with um, on our schedule. And that's just the schedule. um, And that's that's how staffing works. Um, But we get busier than just having two calls um, concurrently. Sometimes there's three, four, and even five calls that happen concurrently and the responsibility to answer those rests on the rest of the membership hanging out in their off-duty time. Which at first sounds not sustainable and scary, um, but we had mentioned earlier about the uh, family atmosphere and working really hard to have a a good inclusive culture at the rescue squad. And we find that people spend a lot of their free time um, in between their college classes at JMU or the other colleges and universities Um, For some of the shift workers uh, that work in public safety, they uh, run their shifts at the rescue squad and then they'll hang out in their free time at the rescue squad. Um, So through uh, a model like that with um, staff duty crews in the station and uh, having the station set up that it's conducive to people hanging out and spending their free time here allows us to answer sometimes three and four uh, and five plus calls. Um, all at once from the volunteer membership.
0: When, uh, when we talked last, you talked about having ambulances and serves and a heavy squad. How many ambulances do you have?
1: We have nine uh, that, are, um, that we can have mechanically in service at any one time. That's seldom the case uh, with preventative maintenance uh, being always a necessary thing. Um, and sometimes uh, despite pre- preventative maintenance efforts, uh, ambulances break down. And uh, so they're, you know, rotating through the local uh, mechanical shops here in the city. Um, so I would say on average, we probably have closer to seven um, ambulances ready to go on a moment's notice to enter calls in this community. And then, uh, but of those, um, you know, staffed on the schedule is about uh, two and a half to three.
0: So two and a half to three crews, um, you have a bunch of people hanging out. Um, You provide within that station places for people to study, places for people to use computers, um, giving them that opportunity to hang out to cover those. How many calls do I run a shift if I come and run there?
1: Uh, We average about a call an hour,
0: um, and
1: that's at least how the math works out. And what we find, though, is not all the time do calls take an entire hour to run from start start to finish. Certainly the transports do. Um, from the moment the call is dropped to the time you turn over at the, at the hospital. Um, but sometimes we go and we get canceled from calls or we'll go and get patient refusals and uh, that just clears you up to answer more calls. But to answer your question, uh, you can probably expect to run um, anywhere between uh, six to eight calls in a six hour shift.
0: What What's the biggest issue the rescue squad faces today?
1: The biggest issue the Rescue Squad faces today is how we're going to prepare for the aging population um, in our community and, and across the country. Uh, we know with the baby boomer generation that um, they're, they're getting up there in age and um, frequent users of EMS services are the elderly, as you might imagine. Um, they're living longer. They're Uh, and they have complex uh, medical conditions or chronic medical conditions that, um, thanks to advances in modern medicine, has kept them alive for longer. But in either case, we expect um, call volume to continue to increase and demand on EMS services to continue to grow. And so finding um, creative and proactive ways to uh, be prepared for that is a challenge that um, not only our rescue squad, but I believe EMS agencies across this country are going to have to find a way to solve.
0: A lot of people in the area know this, but in case they don't, is the rescue squad a free service since you're a all-volunteer agency?
1: The rescue squad s- participates in revenue recovery. So that means that we send bills and invoices to um, insurance providers, Medicare, Medicaid and commercial insurance, um, those types of things. If you recall going to the doctor having medical procedures done normally with your bill, um, you know there's things like co-pays um, and out-of-pocket expenses and the rescue squad will not seek those from you. So there are no out-of-pocket expenses um, for calling 911 and having a res- an ambulance, in uh, Harrisonburg or Rockingham County, come to your emergency and take it to the hospital. Um, so a short answer is, is yes, um, it does cost money from the insurance companies for an ambulance to come, but uh, there are no out-of-pocket expenses from the patients. It's a, uh, a process called compassionate or soft billing.
0: The soft billing process is for the, those who live in Harrisonburg, Rockingham and Augusta counties. That's correct. How do they find the Harrisonburg Rescue Squad?
1: They can find us physically. Our address is 1700 Reservoir Street in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, We're across the street from the Wood Grill Buffet and across the street from Costco. Uh, We're near that Walmart on uh, Burgess Road. Um, They can find us online on our Facebook page, and then they can find us also on our website at harrisonburgrescue.org.
0: I want to thank Rescue Chief Matt Cronin with the Harrisonburg Rescue Squad for talking with me about their agency. I also want to congratulate them for 70 years of continued service to Harrisonburg and Rockingham County. I've been a member there since 1990 and contribute my success to many of the mentors and role models I've had there throughout my years. Next week, we have an interesting episode discussing the Harrisonburg Police Department's Restorative Justice Program with Lieutenant Rod Pollard. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to like the episode and subscribe to the channel. And if you haven't heard the other episodes, they're a good way to learn about emergency services and the leaders in the Shenandoah Valley. If you have questions or ideas, please reach out to me. I look forward to hearing from you in the comments. Have a safe week.
1: Thank you for listening to Rocktown Emergencies, a podcast focused on emergency services in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. You can follow Rocktown Emergencies on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps. If you want to email Paul, you can email him at paul at rocktownemergencies.com. Join us next time for Rocktown Emergencies and have a safe week.